So the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Those cold northern winds will be blowing across our Great Plains. And if you're feeling the shivers brr, inside your house, time to talk to your local Pella, Omaha, and Lincoln experts about taking a closer look at your windows. Save energy and stay warm with windows from Pella that are properly installed the patented Pella way by professionals using windows and doors with the highest energy efficiency ratings in the industry from Energy Star. For more information, check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my friends at Runza. You guys know I was a quarterback in high school, but you know I believe in establishing the run game. And even more than that, I believe in establishing the Runza game. Little cheese Runza. Oh, goodness gracious. A large order of French fries, best fries on the planet. A little bit of pop to top it off. Oh, my word. I'm getting hungry just talking about this. You know, in football, you establish the run. Well, at lunch, you establish the Runza. It's that simple. Get to Runza today and get yours. Tell them your friend Nick Ba sent you. Well, it is a Sunday, November 1st, and you know, Bo and I should be doing a game recap for Nebraska and Wisconsin, but obviously that game got canceled, which sparked a you know, a, a drama-filled week for Nebraska. And you know, Bo and I just decided to dissect and discuss Everything that went into this past week, you know, the, the Wisconsin game getting canceled, uh, what went into that decision, then Nebraska's effort to play a non-conference game against Chattanooga, the Big Ten shutting that down, and then we try to make sense of, you know, the, Nebraska's treatment in the media, which has been head-scratching to say the least from the likes of Pat Forty and, and company. Uh, and, and then we take a look around the Big Ten two weeks into the season because it's been an interesting start to the year here. Iowa's 0-2, Minnesota's 0-2. Uh, just some some teams that you anticipated to get off to good starts to to really have good years have kind of stubbed their toe out the gate. So we try to make sense of what we've seen two weeks in. So let's get to it, man. We got a drama filled weekend review for Nebraska. Yours truly, Bo Rude, breaking it all down. Enjoy. All right, here we are. It's uh, two o'clock on uh, on Sunday, no, November first. It was daylight savings. How did daylight savings treat you? I needed an extra. I was up a little late last night, so I got that extra hour. I didn't even know it was daylight savings until late that night, and I was like, "Oh, great!" I was thinking about you know. So obviously, with with Nebraska, and we're going to get into the entire week with Nebraska and their game canceled. Like, how nervous do you think the coaching staff was last night? That you have okay, so you have a your game canceled, so you have your weekends like free in air quotes. We've all were in college at one point. You have Halloween falling on a Saturday. It's a full moon. It was perfect out. And it was daylight savings. So you were going to get an technically an extra hour to party. How nervous was Scott Frost, Mario Verduzco, Eric Genator last night? Like I think you have to there's a there's a <laughs> solution like outside their house. No, you gotta say, all right, guys, we have a scrimmage. Sunday morning at 4 a.m. So like you're like, I mean, you, there's nothing. I mean, let's let's be real. There's naughty nurses and oh, and cute little yes. kittens. Maybe even and, girls at like the like college girls treat Halloween as an excuse to just dress ridiculous. And I mean, it's one of it's one of the top like five party days of your collegiate experience. Yes, and especially when you're worried about a coronavirus transfer. That's they say naughty nurses is right up there with. Uh, <laughs> With the super spreader events, it, they're up there. 
But honestly, like I, I wonder, I, I mean, if you probably need to do that, either schedule some like, Hey man, we are doing a grueling workout at 5am or you needed to like, I don't know if you have your like grad assistants, like basically like sit in a chair outside their dorm and no one leaves. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because that's a, that's a tough holiday as a college kid to be disciplined on because it is one of the funner weekends. No question. And so like, I just, I still think lost in all this, like you, I, it's easy as a 36 year old married man with two kids to be like, just stay in, just don't go out. What's hard about it? saying, Hey man, for three months, just stay in. Don't forget what your life and was like and what you were like when you were 21, 22, 20 years old, where it was hard to see past Friday night. It was hard to like staying in was like you were like had to get like strapped to a bed like you're at a mental institution. Like, no, no, no. And sometimes you'd break out. <laughs> like, oh, we, we broke out. He is partying. We he is, is on partying. the loose. We cannot find Nick by anywhere. He is broken, broken out. He's broken out of the insane We got asylum. an APB checking the downtown area near O Street. <laughs> I mean, but that, so I feel for these guys. Like, it's hard. It's, it's hard where it's like, you're asking these guys. And that's where I think we have to just parse through a lot of this stuff. You're asking a lot of these guys right now where they're having to make big sacrifices, bust their ass to try to play football. That's getting gotten taken away from them, and then it got brought back, and then they get to play one game, and then uh. the second game's canceled. And so football, a huge reason you play – like a huge, let's be honest, a lot of those guys – like the reason Marlon Lucky is in Lincoln, Nebraska is to play football. Yeah. And – you all of a sudden take away football from these guys. And, you know, I, I bet it's like, man, I, what am I doing here? And then all of a sudden you're not – now you can't so get, you know maximize your social experience. And I get it, man. We're all making different sacrifices, and it's all relative. But I'm just saying, like, I guess I – when I think about these players, man, I'm like, man, I you guys, I am sorry. Like, I, I am. And I think, though, with Wisconsin having to cancel – that may be as big of a deterrent now because the thought of losing another week's game, like they, they know that it's a big, it would, it would look bad. It would look extra bad to lose a game and then, then have an outbreak and or then something. have yeah. their own outbreak. Right. So hopefully they were smart. Hopefully I know there's no, there's no positivity to any of our top players. I I'm with you, but I just was thinking about that. But so let, so there's a lot to unpack with the last week. I mean, it's just so – a week ago, we were sitting here recapping the Ohio State game. We were all excited about Wisconsin. It just was frustrating. But So, the first topic I want to chew off with this week is, okay, what happened with Wisconsin and what do we think of it? I think before we dive into that, there are two things to keep in mind with this discussion. Number one, Wisconsin chose not to play. They weren't in the red-red with the protocols that called for an automatic shutdown. They were in orange-red which meant they still had a choice to make. You could yeah. I can't I, I don't have the exact language in front of me, but you had to you know move forward with caution and and it was up to you. Wisconsin chose not to play. The other thing to keep in mind is this is exactly why the Big 10 needed to start the season earlier to build in these open dates and bye weeks for cancellations. So as much as we're going to get upset about what's happening in the moment, ultimately this was all effed up in early August 
when they made the bad decision to cancel the season instead of pushing back the start date. Because listen, if this was if this happened on September 19th, okay, well, you got built-in bye weeks. We'll make yeah. it up, whatever. But when you when you had no bye weeks, we all knew this was going to be a tightrope act. So I think it's like those two things you have to keep in mind when you're starting this discussion. Well, and, and here's what I'll say. is, In the moment we talked about this and we saw the – first of all, we didn't agree with the decision anyway, but we also saw the problem with not leaving yourself options. And yes. they kept for – for no particular reason other than that's kind of where their heads were. They wanted to make this harder on themselves in the long run. And I, you know, it, we saw it when it was happening. We're like, this is not a good decision if you're going to ever play football. And we had a feeling that they were going to try and you know, it's just too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, we thought it was okay. You're gonna have to play eight games in eight weeks, no bye weeks, strict protocols, all this stuff is going to be challenging. So I guess the first thing, should Wisconsin have played? That's the, like, should, should they have played? Uh, you know what? Here's my thing is, I don't actually, if you don't feel good about playing in this moment in time, whatever. I, to me, though, like, I, I feel like, obviously, I think Nebraska would have for sure played if they weren't in the red. Right. Well, I mean, Illinois didn't have, like, what, they didn't have 12 guys yesterday, 14 guys, including yeah. their starting quarterback, and they still played. Yeah, so, so to me, to me, it becomes more like, I don't care if you don't want to play. It's on you. But, like, it should, in my opinion, turn into a forfeit. Like, I totally there, agree. There needs to be a risk-reward to, to, to playing and sort of a punishment for, um, for the people that, that decide on their own that they that they don't want to take the attempt, right? Because Nebraska's doing the work and should be rewarded for not testing positive um, and being even having to consider it. Where Wisconsin, they didn't do as good of a job as we did. Unfortunately, I mean that's just the reality of what this this thing. It's not like you can really control it, sure. except for being really careful. And they aren't being punished for not wanting to play. Um, even though they're not in the red, red. And I, I don't know. I think that's kind of just an odd, you know, it's like we all agree to the, to these terms. And then like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird to not be punished for not wanting to play. I, guess. I, I can go either way on this. Like I, on terms of, Hey, should they have played? I can go either way on it because like at the end of the day, I think, I think they probably should have. Well, I, I think they should have unless they get the forfeit. I should right, say. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, like they are having an outbreak. Like, there's no other way to, to, to frame this. Like, I mean, yeah. they now have, as of Saturday, they have 22 positive cases between the players and the staff. So let me ask you this. So here's what I didn't know. So they were not in the red-red by the time they canceled. By the time they got to the Good game. Good question. Are, by Saturday. I don't so, know. Would they have been in the red-red by Saturday? So if they're in it, the red-red and it's Saturday, like, then it's, then it's canceled. You didn't choose to do it on your own. Okay, maybe I would say then they were right for doing it because it's smarter for them. But at the same time, like until you're red, red to me, aren't you supposed to try to play? Uh, yeah. It's, so I just think it was a, I think it was a, a perfect storm of a combination of they are having an outbreak. Yeah. That's real. And that's also, I'm sure if you're, you know, you're Barry Alvarez, you're the university president, you're going, okay, we need to like, we need, what's happening here? Yeah. And then also there's probably a feeling of like, all right, we also don't have, our starting quarterback, we don't have the backup quarterback, our guy that was going to be the starter got hurt, and we don't have our head coach, Paul Christ. So what are we doing here? Well, let me ask you this question. This is be as honest as you can. Okay. 
if this is their third string punter and their fifth string kicker and their long snapper and let's say those six and it's a special people. teams coach not paul chris yes yeah. let's say it's not important people yeah or, for winning quotes, yeah are they canceling that's a great question my and, my my snapshot thought is no and that's my answer why i think that they should have been you have to forfeit to me if if things would change your decision by which players it is that becomes a football decision and not a health and safety decision. And I think they made more of a football decision in terms of these are our important players, and the sooner we can get them into the protocol, the sooner we get them back. Um, or it's they, hard to argue with. Yeah, and, or sooner we get the team yeah, into yeah, the yeah. protocol. Right, right. The sooner we get – you know, like all these things are factors that – That's a that's a decent point. I, I just feel like it felt like a – not a 100% health and safety. And it felt like the football optics of it made part of their decision, which that makes me a little, and I'm, and I'm guessing, I don't know. I'm guessing this. Well, and that's where I go. Hmm. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. And this is the thing that drives me nuts about like our world. Like we try to make things black and white where it's, there's a lot of gray and I'm big on that. Like a lot of things can be true at the same time. Yes. Like I think, I don't think there's a thing where like, Wisconsin ducking Nebraska. They're not ducking Nebraska, but I like. I also think what you're saying is true. Where they looked at it and said, "Well, shit, we don't have our we don't have our quarterbacks, yeah. our head coaches out. We don't know what's happening." Like, so I think it was that's why it's a perfect storm of a bunch of things that are true at the same time. I mean, they had a decision to make, and what, like I said, maybe we're wrong in their decision was we have nothing other than the this is virus thinking and health and safety thinking. But like I think we all have this suspicion that there is potentially they're looking at the schedule and the timelines and they're going, are we better off taking the 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 zero zero just almost like a buy kick down the road than taking a loss by attempting? You know what I mean? Like yeah. are the numbers gonna work in their favor? To sort of punt on the I week. can I can I can buy that I can there, there's, I don't again, know I I think there's like you could make a compelling case that that's what they were they were thinking but at the same time there can be someone else right here that goes guys we're in a pandemic. Have, yeah we're in the midst of a <laughs> pandemic they're having an outbreak every day new positive tests are popping up of course you shut down and to that I'd go. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense too. It can be true. I, I so, we don't we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on inside there. So we're I just think we're guessing. So I guess that's yeah, what, I, what I wanted to have, and what I like about this podcast is that like we don't like nuance. Like there can be nuance to these. Things. We know, you don't have to be like, hey man, Wisconsin's being a bunch of pussies, and they're ducking us, and they are a bunch of Corona losers. It's hey, not, okay. I tell you what, it feels good to say that. <laughs> you know what, but. But here's what here's what we'll say though is like we're saying these things and we're kind of leading to what we think might be the but we also know we might be wrong yeah, and if I, and I think even with them if they're in the red red by today then we're probably he, wrong but that's okay I, I think if you if you asked me Wednesday I'd been way more strong towards like but the fact that their cases kept going up you go mm, yeah maybe yeah, they, they saw maybe that they coming did, yeah you so, know but well, I don't know here, here's What's getting lost in all of this conversation is what the hell actually happened with Wisconsin, where it is pretty amazing to me that they could go from having zero negative tests 
on Friday, last Friday when they p- yeah. played Illinois, to eight days later having 22 positive COVID cases was there between a, the players and coaches. Was there a wedding? I thought I heard about a I heard about a rumor about that, but I have no idea. Like, I guess to me, that that's what's so funny. is like, and we'll get to like, the spotlight got shined in Nebraska. It's like, oh man, they're trying to play Tennessee Chattanooga. What is this? all this stuff? To me, I'm like, why are we not looking at what happened in in Madison, Wisconsin, with this football program to where they went from having zero cases to 22 cases, and whether it was reckless behavior on the part of the team or yeah. whatever, or the other thing is this might put a pretty big dent in my confidence level and everybody's confidence level in rapid testing. Yeah, because you're saying they could have maybe it could add some falses. Well, yeah, I mean maybe maybe they all maybe maybe they. But this is the problem of like you would think just probability would tell you if you test if you test a hundred guys and there is any Rona in there, it's going to pop up somewhere. But mm. I everything you know, everything we've learned about the virus, you find it hard to believe that those guys didn't. I mean, like I don't see how some of those guys weren't playing against Illinois with COVID. I don't know. I and mean, so I guess I'm just, you know, rapid testing was supposed to create this sense of security that you were, everyone was clear. And at this point you go, well, is it, is I, it? I don't know. I, I, we, I always think of like, <laughs> I think college kids go out in the weekend. And it's, well, it's that, and I guess that's the thing. Like, I guess, and, and this is what's tough is like, are we more outraged at Nebraska trying to play a football game safely or are we more outraged at a couple of an outrage is a strong word or should we be more outraged at maybe a handful of Wisconsin players making super reckless poor decisions well, that caused a spike I think we need to dig into what the national media is saying because I think those two things are going hand in hand right, right. so so the national media in this situation right yes um right I think you were gonna you were gonna get to that in terms of like well, the yeah. narrative. Well, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on that, but I just thought I think I wish there was a little bit more investigating into like what what's what happened. But I Nick, I think that's my point is like if this were Nebraska, maybe they would. I, I think that there right. is maybe right it's now like, it's like, right now oh, Wisconsin's it, on the good list. Right, and and listen, sometimes like Scott Frost said back in in I think like June, like. People are going to get the it's it's impo- it's it's an impossibility unless you're like yeah. in the NBA bubble to truly avoid the virus at all times, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't want to sit there and make it seem like it was totally 100% possible to have a virus-free scenario, but for all of a sudden all this huge outbreak, you go, "What what the heck happened?" But yeah. we'll, we'll get into the media thing in here in a second. So let so that was the first thing. So then because of all that, Nebraska put forth a lot of effort to try to play a football game and fill that date in playing Tennessee Chattanooga. And by all accounts, Nebraska had everything set, literally everything. They had the team, Tennessee Chattanooga, had the contract, all ready to go. They agreed to money. I think it was 200 to 250,000. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Chattanooga had all their travel plans completely set. And most importantly, Tennessee Chattanooga had tested their entire team, not the rapid testing. I'm talking the dig the Q-tip up yeah. your brain test. They had all tested negative on Wednesday night and Thursday morning and as well. Thursday morning. Yep. Two tests like very stricter than normal two tests in two days. All the so all those things, all those things, you go to the Big Ten and say, "Here it is. 
this team is totally set. They have two negative COVID tests. All you got to do is say, yes, we play 230 Lincoln, Nebraska against Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah. All the Big Ten had to say was yes, and they said no. Not surprising. Not surprising. And, I mean, there's so many different things to, like, the, the hard part is if safety and if safety is your guiding light, right? Like mm-hmm. that was their whole thing when they brought back when they brought back uh they brought back football in September, whatever it was. It was, you know, the advancements in testing and all that stuff was one of the things that the Big Ten cited as as to why they feel comfortable playing. Well, either you believe in testing and you believe in what you're saying, or you don't. Because you have an opponent that was completely clear. You can't tell me it's a health and safety issue with Tennessee Chattanooga. It can't. We they they proved it by their two tests, right? And willing to test as soon as they got off the plane, like that takes care of the health and safety. It's equivalent or better than anything that you would normally get. So health and safety, you cannot rule as the reason. So to me, the only thing that that it becomes is. Do what we say. It's and it's we the, say it's the, it's the uniformity, all for one, one for all. It, no one's doing anything different. Yes. Period. Yep, and, and that's and that's sort of been that's been their mo since the the uh, the start of this in August, and our attempts at things in Ohio State's attempts at things this whole time right. is no because we said so, and that's truly all there is to it. It's a more of a power positional thing where. They're not trying to do the best thing for um, the Nebraska, athletes the student-athlete, yeah. or even the conference because it's it's TV money for everyone in the conference if Nebraska plays a game on TV this weekend. That goes to everybody. Right. Right? That's good for the conference. In no way is that bad for the conference other than the conference's own perceived control of their own conference. Right. And and I just – and that's – you just nailed it. And the hard part is like this idea of like, cause I'm like, I'm with the big 10 and I'm with any conference to a certain extent of like, listen, if we're, we're like the whole reason you have a conference is for us to do things together. Right. Sure. Like I totally understand that. I don't see why allowing this game just like all of a sudden now all your uniformity all for one, one for all thing just gets rendered irrelevant and meaningless like i don't so, so take last year last year or two years ago we have a game cancel to lightning it was a non-conference game yeah, against akron we find a different team not akron on our schedule to fill that game because well why not we want to have as much game. Yeah. yeah so we we fill that with a team that we didn't originally schedule it's like okay that's what we did um we have an opportunity to play another game everybody wins we wouldn't. Have, I, I'm assuming we wouldn't have cared if you would have said this game doesn't count towards your quote unquote conference right. standings. I mean, it will count to, in a win loss column for the the next year, but you're not going to get rewarded for the, how it weighs in the conference. And we would have said fine, less play. So to me, like I said, it, it only comes down to a, a control thing where it's do what we say. And that's it. And, and and I'm not sitting here advocating for uh, being an anarchist and a contrarian no. and uh, go against the grain. This is we are in an unprecedented situation where sometimes unprecedented situations call for leniency 
in what you're doing. And I don't see why it's that egregious to allow Nebraska, if it's done safely, which it was going to be done safely that's the in key. the pandemic, to play a football game. There's There was no added risk, and that's a key to this, right? So I always look at it, okay, who are we hurting if we do this? I, I, I'm looking around at, does this hurt a single team in the Big Ten by us doing this? And the answer is no, because you could make that however you want to make that. This game is meaningless. All it is is Nebraska having another week to play for themselves. It doesn't actually affect the conference. So this doesn't hurt anyone. It, all it does is help us. And their only rationale was essentially they didn't want us to have that. Right. There's no rationale, and it's not fair to other people. It actually sets a precedent for everyone going forward that if the same thing happens, this was good for you. Go yeah. for it. I mean, I just think moving forward, every we're obviously operating under the under the the guidelines and and the plan that the Big Ten set forth. But like, if you can do something safely, why not be able to go? Do, I mean, they were. That's the thing is like, you can sit there and be like, well, this, I mean, was it safe? It's like it's this was this game was going to be just as safe or potentially safer than than. Than Ohio State, we're not, Penn State. Yeah, we're not I in mean, a bubble. Like people are leaving their campuses and flying so in, and we like, retest. You either go, believe in testing and you believe in that, or you don't. Nothing changes in, in this whole like. Well, this those were the rules. It's like, well, they changed the rules three times in a month. So like, right. That's what they're doing right now, and they always do that. It's to me. You ask the question. Okay, is this unfair or hurting anybody else? And the answer, it, to me, is a clear no. It's not hurting. The it's only, only thing, helping people. Like the people only thing are, it would have been hurting is if, like, let's say Tennessee, Nebraska would have been trying to get Tennessee Chattanooga to come play, and they hadn't been testing them. That's not safe. Then, and then that's not safe. So then, that, yes, you are maybe potentially endangering Nebraska. You're endangering then Northwestern correct. the following week. Totally agree with that. If Tennessee but, Chattanooga is like, sorry, we just can't afford to test, and then we, guess we what? You know what Bill Moose would have said? Sorry, then we can't, can't play. It. Click. Like, but that's not what happened. They covered their bases and they got denied off of the it's truly to me it's it's this there's it, it, nothing more than because we you're under so. our rule and we we tell you what totally to do agree. so what's interesting then within all that is the the media reaction and this is kind of a continuation of what has been happening for a lot of the fall here starting in august with the the way the media has treated and reacted to Nebraska, but but this one in particular, the reaction to Nebraska trying to schedule a non-conference game in place of the Wisconsin game being canceled. Let's run through a handful of things. So ESPN's Paul Feinbaum went on Get Up and said, "quote Nebraska is a total embarrassment these days." It's like okay, Dan Wetzel. A, a guy who I actually really like, and it is, this column was actually fairly nuanced, but it was like he he wrote again. He wrote a column titled "Nebraska's Messy Marriage with Big Ten Getting Uglier Every Day." Okay, there were obviously then countless other national media members who ripped Nebraska, but the big one was from Pat Forty, who at this point Pat Forty is is proving himself to be not uh, he's not being objective. Well, I think I, I told you we were talking about this earlier, and I, I just I didn't know I've heard the name Pat Forty, and I go, uh, I looked him up, and I go, born in Colorado, went to Missouri, and I go, 
hmm, I wonder how he feels about Nebraska before this. You can you can just tell that he has you, you can just you can feel when someone's got a little axe to grind with or a problem with some with like yes. that the, the way the the way they write it, the reasons for why they bring out the the you know the flamethrower on them. Like I got a couple of the two things I want to read. The the first the first thing that jumped out at me like I was like wow are you really seeing things the way you want to see them and then the last thing he said is but this is in Pat Forty's column he said during the first game last Saturday Scott Frost signaled a big f you to the conference office by often coaching with his mask around his neck the optics of that shouted stubborn arrogance while the rest of the league's coaches made a good faith effort to comply with the mask mandate. And let's remember, this is a guy with a 9-16 and 16 record since joining the league. He ain't exactly Kirk Ferentz when it comes to earned respect. All right, let's take a quick break to talk to you about my friends at Runza. You know, I've been letting you in on the super secret menu items, and I want to remind you about the extra crispy. Runza makes the best fries in America. We all know that, right? And they double dip those onion rings in the homemade batter, but... If you want to take your fries or rings to the next level, next time you stop into Runza, just ask for your fries or rings to be extra crispy. Trust me. Say it when you order, and they'll give your fries or rings a little extra love on that fryer. Then they'll open that Pella drive through window, a little cross-promotion there, how about that, and hand you the most perfectly hot, crispy fries or rings. You'll wonder how you ever had fries or rings before. They're the most incredible wingman to your Runza sandwich, your burger, your chicken sandwich, but it's only on that super secret menu brought to you exclusively by the Nick Bob Podcast and my friends at Runza. So stop in to Runza today and get your extra crispy game right and tell them Nick Ball sent you. And while we're here, let's talk about Pella windows and doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. So let me hop on Pella's website right now. And, and how about this? I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella that won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time right there. And they achieved that in a couple of ways. You have the insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. You have different types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. You have triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all that, one of the keys is proper installation which is key for windows and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy and efficiency. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to the podcast. Okay, first of all, Kirk Ferentz, He's on the hot he's seat. On the, there's a huge scandal that he is he's being sued. The university is being sued because his football program apparently was rampant with racism. So, so what are you fucking talking about? I, I mean, that's 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 where I, I I read that article and I went and looked him up and I go, I can tell you right now the guys that have been waiting for 20 years to just 
kick Nebraska when they're down. And this is one of those people. It, right. it, you can't tell me he's going to come here and be like, yeah, I'm an objective, objective journalist, and I was reporting facts. He's reporting in a, a biased opinion that he's been feeling for 20 years, and he gets to stick it to us. Because, I mean, because even the whole, I mean, the Scott Frost signaling a big FU by often, I mean, listen. What about Paul Chris, like, what? getting COVID, and, you know, they, they showed the thing with his, you know, he had yeah, his he nose out, no- though. I mean, well, and, and I'm going, okay, that's not a big deal, and I'm not mad at Paul Chris. It's like, it's hard to breathe in those things. And they're trying. And, and I, you've I'm watched like, a lot of football. Every the first, coach like, has their thing on you. you wa- I've watched all of college, a lot of college football. I've watched a lot of NFL. A lot of coaches are – Scott Frost had his mask on or off no more or no less than any other coach you watch on any given game on any given Saturday. It's so Give me a break. Okay. That, it. it I, I was thinking about this too because you also mentioned uh, what Feinbaum was saying, right? Yeah, and I think Feinbaum even used the term. He said, "He go, he told us to know your know your role or know your place or something yeah. like that." And I thought about, it, I go, uh, "Where in the world do we live today? Do you actually tell somebody they should be?" happy where they are and know their role that's like such a put down to like imagine telling your wife you should be happy to be in here and know your role in this or to tell like a somebody that's downtrodden to know your role in this world like that is the opposite of what what pretty much everybody in the world stands for is like not to like shut up and know your role well that's what's so funny it's so funny about this like you know, back to Pat Forty's thing because it's because it ties in with Feinbaum saying he references. He says, and let's remember, this is a guy with a nine and sixteen record. Okay, so time out. You're telling me everything would be okay if he was twenty three, twenty two, and three. But that's how these guys are. That's how they treat. That's how the, it's like so hypocritical because so, they're yeah. basically saying like, well, we don't believe what we're saying. All we're pointing out is that you're not winning. And, and so, that's and the so point I'm like. what does that have to do with any. E- it either, means they don't the, like us. That's it. Or either these actions are wrong or yes. they're not. There can't be this world in which, well, if you're 9 and 16, they're wrong, wrong. But if you're 22 and 3, you're right. That's what every Nebraska person's going crazy about right now. So we're watching these people when Ohio State says the same thing as we are, they're right because they're on top. And we say the same thing, and we're wrong because we're not. And also, or and or these people have a grudge they've been holding for years that they finally get to kick the man while he's down. Yes. And we were the man for thirty or forty years, and people knew that, and they might not have liked us for whatever reason, for for who we are or whatever. And they're kicking us while we're down, and that's all it is to me because Nebraska has not been disrespectful to anybody during this no. like Scott Frost wanting to play was not disrespectful to the Big Ten like people tried to make that as a disrespect that we wanted to play yeah like, I just what? don't I just don't again because I'm I got something that's gonna I gotta lay a bunch of things out oh, in a second that is just crazy but then because then I want to read this this is how Pat Forty wrapped up his column this is this is how I wrapped it up plenty of people around the Big Ten would hold the door open for Nebraska to walk back out but they aren't going anywhere that could be as lucrative and or as good of a geographic fit. Back to the Big 12, that would require some humility Nebraska doesn't seem to possess. And walking back into the league, it left in a huff a decade ago. The biggest rift there was a belief that Texas was insufferably overbearing and entitled. Now you start to wonder, maybe Nebraska, if a school has a second conference relationship issue in 10 years, it's a you problem. 
I mean, holy shit. <laughs> like, you read that and you're like, wow. I mean, Nick, I, I if you just read, if, if someone was on Mars and they landed and you had them read this column and you didn't know what they did, you'd go, well, what did Nebraska do? Nebraska's a bunch of terrible people. What? And they'd be like, well, what did they do? Oh, my God. Oh, but, I mean, how horrible. No, they tried to, they tried to schedule a. They tried to play games. Tried to play a football game. And follow all the protocols. And they were told not to, and then they didn't. And think about, I mean, a lot of people would hold the door okay. around the Big Ten and, and not come back. I mean, Nick, like, okay, you know, here's something. That, okay, if we were going to be really defiant, we would have probably just been like, well, you told us we couldn't, we're going to schedule games anyway, and we're going to see if you kick us out. Now, that's a level of defiance that you right. go, okay, Nebraska is being defiant. Because, I mean, they could have, I mean, uh, honestly, what really would have stopped? Now, probably wouldn't have got on BTN, on that TV, but like, I mean, if Tennessee Chattanooga would have just flown to Nebraska, I mean, it's like, okay, then we're disobeying orders and like they have to either hold us accountable and kick us out. Like, then we're being defiant. Like, we request the ability to play. We follow all the protocols and we're told no. And we're like, we tried and they told us no. Right. So, what's wrong with trying? Like, why is that so bad to just try? Nick, there's no other explanation to me other than like there's a hypocrisy, like you said, in their decision for what is right and what is wrong based off of your football record, not over the facts of what you're trying to do and or people just don't like us that are holding grudges. Well, so let's try to unpack this a little bit because we've kind of been on a group text and I've said a bunch of, a handful of things. I, you know, because you kind of go, what is going on here? You know, like this is now multiple incidents where the media reacted in a way where you're like, I'm, I, I don't like to throw around the word shocked, but I mean, I am like, watching these reactions in like genuine shock. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, so I honestly think this speaks to the fact that Nebraska is actually still really relevant. Where if Washington State, let's say Washington State tried to do what Nebraska did, you think there'd be multiple national columns written about this? You think there'd be on GetUp and on PTI and on... You think there'd be multiple national TV show segments devoted to it? No. No. Why? Because they they aren't relevant. They are truly irrelevant. So it's kind of funny to me, while these national media members proclaim, oh, Nebraska, you're so irrelevant, while they're writing column after column about Nebraska, and these national TV shows are mm -hmm. devoting segment after segment about Nebraska. Yeah, it, it's a combination of, like, they're proving that we are still relevant by writing about us and talking about it, but there is that underlying bias coming from them. And I get it. Here's the thing is we live in a world not of journalism and facts. We live in a world of, like, the, the loudest take yes. is going to win, and right now the loudest take is usually negative. And so... The loudest take right now is a negative Nebraska take where they're calling us irrelevant and we should know our place. And even though every Nebraska knows it's hypocritical, I think we should all take it as that's our sign that we're still relevant and that we need to just realize that these people, they're it, not it, right in what they're saying. They're just saying it to say it. It, it, it reminds me of, I, I'd get these, everyone, so I'd get these emails when I do my radio show. Of like, man, I never, I, I can't stand you. I never listen to your show. Like that time you said, da 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 da. It's like, <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. If you never listen to my show, how do you know what I said? Yeah, you it, know, like, so it's the one thing I will say to try and be balanced with this thing. Nebraska, I, 
if we're trying to go, okay, what is maybe if we had to go? What are some times where Nebraska's maybe made some mistakes, or maybe ah, they maybe shouldn't have done that, or should, like I would say, I did think it was sometimes you can be right, but it's not right to say it. I think Bill Moose publicly crying to the media on the record about the revamp schedule and how unfair uh, yeah. it was. Like, even though he's right, because guess what? You he's know what right. we did a podcast on? How unfair it was, <laughs> it was right? The, it's a bad schedule. I mean, let's be real. It's not a coincidence. You could say what you want. It's, right. It is what it is. And I guess Moose could have not addressed it, but every Nebraska fan did address it. So, so, so that's there the was no like, hiding from it. That, that's what I'm like. Moose, Let sometimes you got to let other people make that argument for you. Yeah. You know, like in the end, though, like to me, it's like if that is the criticism of Nebraska is their athletic director is like, I don't think they did us any favors with the schedule, which yeah, is like, like there are far on. worse things that could happen. It's here. like I think somebody had that like uh, that post of like all the bad things that have happened well, in the Big Ten. I got that. I got that. Okay, and I, we, and I'm, we're going to go over that here in a second because it is remarkable. But so I think there was that. um some people took issue with, it was in Pat Forty's column, Nebraska's official Twitter account tweeted a poll insinuating some sort of conspiracy theory against Nebraska where the poll is basically like, if the roles were reversed and Nebraska had six players and st- six staff members out, would they would get the game still be played? The answer some is, people took that. That's yes. Took offense to that, though. You why, know, like, why would they take offense I, to that? I, I don't know. Like, they thought they were making light of Wisconsin's situation or something like that, or that Wisconsin... I don't know. Some, But I'm just saying, like, you know, pointing out where people... Because then the other thing that... I know you're not on social media, and it's funny how, like, when I saw... So Nebraska's social media accounts tweeted out a photo on, like, Wednesday, I think. And it didn't register with me until then people pointed out. I was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I think you're maybe seeing what you want to see. Nebraska's social media accounts tweeted out a photo of all of Nebraska's quarterbacks at practice with Frost. And they thought, is this a subtle jab at Wisconsin's all their quarterbacks are out and their head coaches out? And I'm like, uh, I didn't see, think that or see that. I, I, I'm telling you, no, I, saw I, saw, the photo. I saw the photo. I'm saying I didn't think that when I saw the I photo. I thought, oh, cool photo. It's all the, all the, I didn't think all that, the quarterbacks with the former quarterback who's the head coach. Like, I didn't think of that. I'm just pointing out like these things that people are like, if you want to, if we have to put our boy in a shame on you, Nebraska, like this is what we're, we're, we're at. I will say, I, I think before we get into that laundry list of things with the Big Ten, I, I really think, one of the biggest underrated things that happened that has painted a lot of this, I think Tom Chattel, and I love Tom, and I, I thought his column was interesting, but I think Tom Chattel's huge column right after the Big Ten football, Big Ten football announced that they're canceling the season all the way back in August, he had a huge column all about Nebraska going back to the Big 12. And I think that column sparked this narrative and set this vibe that and we this want, idea that, we that Nebraska was trying to leave the Big 12, and that is unequivocally not true. Because you all these, because what do a lot of a lot of these columnists start their column with? Or or a lot of these yeah. a lot of these national media members start like, well, they want to go back to the Big Twelve, go back. Well, where did that idea come from? I honestly think in a weird way, Tom started I, I really because I think that, that column blew up. It was a great column, it's interesting, but yeah. I think it because it was almost written in a way 
And maybe, listen, maybe Tom has some stuff, knows some things behind the scenes that that they are flirting with the Big 12. I don't know. But, like, it was written in a way like, oh, Nebraska hates the Big 10 and wants to go back to the Big 12, and here's why. Well, I think and, there's, there's that, and I think, you know, even like Urban Meyer was talking about, Nebraska's recruiting base was better in the Big 12. And I think that's been like like a kind of a theme to some of these people that are in the know nationally with Nebraska. But I, I do think you're right that that article maybe presumed that we're flirting. Because I had some guys that I work with that are from Kansas and can't, you know, they, they went to Kansas yeah. State and they're, he's like, so you guys going back to the, you guys going to try to come back? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, well, the day after all, the day that stuff all hit, the next day, Doug Gottlieb texted me, and I went on Doug Gottlieb's show, National Fox Sports Radio, yeah. and Doug, all Doug wanted to talk about was, is Nebraska trying to go back to the Big 12? And I'm sitting there fielding these questions, and I'm like, what are we, time out, hold on, like, what are we really basing this on? Nothing. Are we basing this on, I feel like we're basing this on this idea that you talked about with all oh, Nebraska, like I think we're, I think it, it all, it came out of, there's this idea on oh, Nebraska was a better, I think a lot of people think Nebraska was always a better fit in the big 12, but then I think Chattel's column, like, yeah, made everybody go, Whoa, hold on now. Like well, and I, it comes back to Nebraska actually in a time where everybody was walking on eggshells, scared to say anything. Right. Nebraska had the guts to at least say like, we want to play and we'll do whatever it takes to play, which I think will look be looked back upon as like we had the guts to do it. Right. Something to be proud of that like we, we want to do this. We think we can do this. We think our players are going to be safe. We had the guts to do it. And then immediately people didn't like that we were the ones that had the guts to do it. Right. They thought like just like Feinbaum, we didn't know our role. We didn't know our place. And Nebraskans don't just in our nature – we don't like to be put in our place, like whatever that means. Yeah. And still to this day, that's been the struggle with the national media, I think, is this like Nebraska refused to be put in their place and the national media wants us to be put well, into a place. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, even beyond Nebraska football, you and I, you know, we, we're, we've been around, have been around a little bit of people. I mean, and, and people listen to this know what it's like. What's the generally the reaction people get when you tell them you're from Nebraska? It's usually like, you're from the Really? Yeah. Why you live there? Like there's, there's this, I mean, there is this general coastal elitism look down your nose at Nebraska. The smallest states, if you look at like Nebraska, the Dakotas, Wyoming, Montana, people give us the, the like, what is there to do there? Like, yeah, I don't you, you think live I, in Nebraska on purpose. It's like, what? I, I mean, mean the, the difference between Nebraska and like Ohio and Indiana and, and tenant, like, they say, what is there, like, what is there to do anywhere, right? You know, like, Everything you live that, your life. And so, like, when people ask you those questions, they go, oh, you've never been anywhere, have you? It's like, what do you mean? Other than the <laughs> ocean and skiing with mountains? You got a mountain, you got a lake, you got an ocean. I mean, okay, like, like, I, I mean, I, it's, it's just really, but I don't know. I just, because I'm really trying, I really think this is interesting how, like, where is all this, like, this, I'm trying to unpack where this disdain's coming from, where even this narrative that, like, Nebraska was trying to leave the conference and go to the Big 12, like, I just think all, it's just amazing where no one, sometimes something will get, something will all of a sudden just kind of, like, snowball and happen, and no one stops and goes, hold on, how did this even start? Yeah, I mean, especially, like, I really looked carefully at what Nebraska has said and done and how they said it, 
and we were never disrespectful to anybody. We were completely always focused on, hey, this is something we want to try to do. We think it'll be positive for us. What? And it won't hurt anybody. And yet, people have a perception of what they think we are or what, how we should be, and they don't like it when we get out of that role. And I, and just it, that's not going to sit well with Nebraska fans. It's and just so, not. I think Rob Zadisko initially tweeted this out, but I even went a little further. I just think it's incredible to think that over the past 10 or so years, the Big Ten Conference has had scandals and incidents that include, take a seat, here we go. 2011, Jim Trestle Tattoo Gate, where they're cheating and violating NCAA rules. They get caught and they get put on a postseason ban. 2011, Penn State and Jerry freaking Sandusky. We don't need to go into what that all entailed. 2013, Rutgers basketball coach Mike Rice fired after being caught on video throwing basketballs at players and verbally abusing them. In 2017, Larry Nasser, a Michigan State doctor, there was a massive sexual assault molesting of athletes that was pseudo covered up by Michigan State. In 2015, Tim Beckman, the head coach at Illinois, was fibbing medical records of his players and had a huge scandal of mistreating players. He gets fired. In 2016, Kevin Wilson resigned as head coach at Indiana for allegations of verbal abuse and player mistreatment. In 2018, Urban Meyer resigned after allegedly not taking the proper actions after his wide receiver coach was a serial domestic abuser of his wife. In 2018, a Maryland football player died during a workout, causing the head coach and strength coach to have to resign. Ohio State's team doctor, Richard Strauss, from 1979 to 1996, sexually abused 177 students. And then in 2020, this past summer, there was a huge story breaks in Iowa City where now former Iowa players are suing the university over racist allegations and a racist culture in the football department, causing the strength coach to get fired. And Nebraska's contribution to this list is they tried to play a football game. It's, I, and I can't recall a single instance of outside of maybe the Penn State Jerry Sandusky thing where the national media called for these institutions to be kicked out of the conference or insinuated how everyone wants them out of the league and just went on and on about how awful their behavior is. It's just amazing that Nebraska's got a, gotten treated just as bad or in a lot of cases worse by the national media than they treated these other schools with all those transgressions I just listed. Yeah. What the hell? It, it's 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 the part that we're all I think as Nebraskans trying to really understand is that it, it's it seems unequivocal the lack of respect and, and maybe that only comes when you win in a conference but it seems like outside of ohio state <laughs> of like you know us kind of joining forces here this early this year and trying to play we don't have an ally within the big 10 that seems to really want to uh 
you know, back us in, in being in this conference right now. I think yeah. it seems I mean, like that we're line kind from of- Pat 40 where he, I mean, I don't think Pat's just making that up where he said in his story, plenty of people around the big 10 would hold the door for Nebraska to walk back out. I'm telling you that, that is a, we might disagree with Pat 40, but like, I don't think that comment is just his opinion. No, I, I think there's a feeling by these blue bloods. It sounds like Michigan and some of these schools, uh, they just don't really think we're, you know, we're a part of the conference really yet. You know what I mean? How like you feel like, oh, you, you're not really in the Big Ten though, right? And it's it- so you can do worse things. These worse things that you just listed there, but as long as you're in the Big Ten, all's forgiven. But if you're not one of the real Big Ten people, then we got a problem. We got a problem. Then we got a problem. And I think some of this, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here in a second. But I think some of this is is a product of social media because of the nature of social media. Twitter Twitter has a pile on culture. So whoever the whoever's on you know on center stage and is on Twitter's plate just gets dismantled. Like I always like to Twitter and I think the media on Twitter on like they kind of base a lot of the media bases a lot of what they'd write and cover yeah. on what's going on on social media. They're like piranhas onto one thing. You ever seen you know when you put a you ever seen you ever really seen piranha, like oh, yeah. where a piece of meat gets in it? I mean, that's what it's like. It's like these these piranhas are on Twitter and all it takes is one little piece of meat and they just go eat it alive. Yeah. And so I think there's there's an element of that going on, but it is just another here we are another week of just like another continuation of the saga of like what in the world is with the national media's treatment of Nebraska? It's crazy. It's crazy, and it's like I say, I I think it's when you get away from like journalism, truly thinking about the facts that have happened, and you just go off of your personal whatever your biases and attitudes. And and that's kind of where we're at. And so I guess we're not going to agree upon it. And basically Nebraska needs to win. And then you watch these people that they're basing their attitudes on whether we've won or not in the conference and not whether the things we're doing are right. And then they'll act differently and they'll kiss, kiss our butts. So that's the problem with, to me, what, what their issues are. And I think Beyond just right or wrong, even if you think it's wrong, is it that bad? You know what I mean? We're not like, doing anything bad. That, that, so, like, that's you. If if you think Nebraska trying to schedule a game in place of Wisconsin being canceled <laughs> is is wrong, okay, like okay, but just because something's wrong doesn't mean it's unforgivable and egregious act that calls for what we've seen. You know what I mean? Nick, and that's I'm watching, Nick, I'm watching the local high school teams are figuring this thing out and their games are getting canceled and they're playing, they're finding another team to play and they go play and nobody cares because it's not a big deal. And for some reason they want to make everything when it comes to just playing a football game, a big deal. And we know that that's not the case. We know that, Playing a football game is an inherently positive, good experience for everybody involved. It's only when you want to you want to make this power struggle the important part. I agree. In the power struggle, we're losing the power struggle, Whew. and we're getting kicked while we're down for it. So to wrap it up, 
Week off, not Northwestern. And what's amazing is here we are two weeks in, and you all of a sudden pull up the old Big Ten West standings. And it's interesting. Like, I feel like all things considered, before the season started, what were if you had to write down the biggest roadblocks in the West for Nebraska to win the West, you'd have said Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. By a, by, by a, a long, long shot. shot. Yeah. Well, here we are two weeks into the season. Iowa's 0-2. Minnesota's 0-2. And Wisconsin's having a massive COVID outbreak where they had to cancel a game. And we'll see if they're able to play moving forward. And keep in mind, if I'm not mistaken, I think in their rules, you have to play six games to be eligible yeah. for the conference championship. So things... Things have kind of shook out in a very interesting way for Nebraska to where Northwestern's 2-0, Purdue is 2-0, Wisconsin is 1-0, but like I said, they they got their COVID situation, and Illinois is 0-2, and obviously you got Nebraska sitting at 0-1. This is now this is a big game this weekend for Nebraska. If they can go to Evanston and knock off Northwestern, they're in they're they are I mean, we, we got to take this thing one game at a time here, but they're putting themselves in position with what's happened around them. We're like, this season get really interesting really fast. Yeah, the, the West is wide open, right? Yes. Nebraska has a chance to get to the point where it's going to be a shootout at the end with Minnesota and Iowa potentially, right? So this is – it's going to be so interesting to see – how this thing starts shaping up because the Wisconsin thing is huge because, and I think part of what, what they wanted to do by maybe not playing against us is one less big 10 West game. Right. Cause I, I'm assuming, and I, and I need to get clarification on this, but in the end, the, the big 10 West results are going to matter more than your total Big Ten results to for how the playoff no, goes, th- or is it just? I think all- it's overall record. I think Moose fought for what you're saying. I think Moose fought for all that should matter is your record against the West Division teams. I think it is your in your it's record, total record, and then one Big East, one West, big, big Big Ten East school, Big Ten yeah. East and one Big Ten West will face off in the the fun the then the two seeds. I think they're seeds. just trying. I mean, in all reality, they saved themselves a potential loss. You yeah, know, like I, I mean, let's be yeah. honest with. I mean, if they were going to trot in here with their fourth-string quarterback and not Paul Christ, I mean, you and I aren't thinking Nebraska's the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think Nebraska would have won the game this past yeah. weekend. Yeah, and they're, they're going to have an extra week, potentially, if they play next week, which I don't know if they will, but let's say they do. Um, let's say they can get it together. That gave them an extra week with the fourth-string guy. Yes. An extra week to get that guy ready, and that's a big deal. So don't think that's not a part of this factor in my, in and my mind. I, would, would it stun you if – you know, the myocarditis report has kind of been debunked that there's there was a story from Ross Dellinger, I think, in, in SI that this, you know, this cardiologist is saying that I'm seeing so few cases of myocarditis in these athletes after they catch COVID that it's, I think he's saying it's a waste of time to continue to scan them for that. And yeah. that was a big part of their, their 21 day you're out thing. And I know that's something that's getting pushed to revamp. Yeah. So... You never know, Graham Mertz. I mean, I don't know. You never know if they'll amend that part of their protocol, and maybe Graham Mertz only misses the Purdue game. Yeah, and so I don't know. I just 
all of a sudden here, we're two weeks into this thing, and I don't know. I, I look around the entire conference, and I think it's Ohio State. I think there's the Grand Canyon, and then I kind of look at every other team, and I'm like, I mean, Michigan just got beat by Michigan State, who got crushed by by Rutgers. Rutgers, and then Rutgers goes and gets beat by and Maryland got crushed by Northwestern, and then Maryland turns around and lights up Minnesota, scoring a whole bunch of points. Oh, and, How mean, about the way that game ended? Oh, my, I, I turned it off. I thought it was over. That missed extra point in yeah. overtime. You're and, like, <laughs> and then Iowa's kicking the tar out of Northwestern, and then Northwestern just sort of hangs on in that first half, gets back into it, and then they win by by a point, and you go. You go, oh my God, like what is going and on? And Purdue's 2 0 and Rondell Moore has not played. And so you, you, it's just, it's hard to make sense of right now because through two games so far, I'm not blown away by Penn State. I'm not blown away by Penn State. And, and I, I and thought I, Michigan, because Michigan blew the doors off of Minnesota. I thought, ooh, does Harbaugh got kind of got a squad this year? And then and they, lose to, they lose to Michigan State. And so I'll, I'll tell you what, this, this Wisconsin game, though, as much as. You know, if this is a even to even matchup, like I mean, you still would say Wisconsin's probably favored. Um, but like when they're on their fourth string quarterback, I, I really do think we would have won that game. Yeah. And then we're one and one going into Northwestern, where if you can come out of that two and one going into Penn State, I don't know. I just felt I would have felt really good about our chances for the West. I think that hurts us a little bit. Um, I don't know how the no win, no loss. How that'll how that will shake out. I yeah. don't know. And the thing that stinks is, I mean, Nebraska Nebraska needs to play. I mean, you're seeing right now, everybody still is, there's still an element of like sloppiness and rustiness. Like you you just need to, these guys haven't played in a long time. So they yeah. need another game to like, to get more into a rhythm and flow. Yeah. So and, like, like, how would this work? Let's say like it ends and like, you know, say you're supposed to play nine games. And let's say Nebraska now. Well, the ninth game would be the conference title game. So you have eight regular eight. season. Yeah. So let's say one team's five and three, and let's say we're five and two. Who gets to go the, to the, like, let's say it's us, us and, uh, and it ends up being us and Purdue. Yeah. And we're five and, I, do, I guess the tiebreaker. I think it would go game. head to head. But we, if we have one less loss, but one less game, like yeah, that's the know. part I don't know. I guess you know, the head to head would probably be. I, it'd probably be the yeah, the, it, it'd go to just head to head. I think. Or what if but the like hard a, part is if it what if what if what if Wisconsin's five and what if Wisconsin and Nebraska are both five and two? What if there's a bunch of teams like four and what if us and Wisconsin are both four and two, and there's a couple teams that are four and three? Like this could be like how do you? So do that's that? the thing. That that's the, that's the thing, man. It's just the next five games. So the next five games are at Northwestern. Penn State at home, Illinois at home, at Iowa, at Purdue. God. So three of the next five on the road. But as we've seen, road, eh, it's not a big, as big a deal no. anymore. Um, but, I mean, I would say the only – when you look at that crop of teams, uh, Northwestern's playing well and Purdue's playing well. But Penn State's not playing well. Illinois's not really playing well. And Iowa's 0-2. And you wonder – with all the stuff that's been going on around their program, just what what exactly is that? What's that locker room like right now? What's the feeling like there? So it doesn't help them right now. I, I to me, like they, it looked like they played like two decent games actually, I mean, and they just like, coughed it up at the end. Yeah, they fumbled. They fumbled late against Purdue, which which gave Purdue the ball back that set up their game uh, field goal winning drive. But like. Yeah, I don't want to. I I'm. I don't. I think it's maybe unfair. I was, 
Iowa's really, really, really close to being 2-0. Yeah. Really. So, but Illinois not played well. And Penn State, relative to what we expected them to be, they've not played well. Now, they've had, I mean, Rhodey at Indiana and then Ohio State, those, are not, those aren't two necessarily easy games. But I think we expected more out of them. So, I, don't, I just think it's very interesting now where, like, Again, the the great the great variable in all this, it's like I'm sure anybody that's you know, if a Wisconsin fan or an Iowa fan is listening to this, like, okay, how about you guys are talking about the scenario, but how good is Nebraska? And it's like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how good they are, but uh, I, I mean, based on what I've based on what I saw in that first game, and then what I've seen with these other teams, I think I think Nebraska is there's there's like right now again, I think it's Ohio State. There's a big gap, and then I think there's a bunch of teams that are in a pile and I think Nebraska is one of the teams in the pile yeah I mean I looked at Penn State and I thought you know if we get better calls and like Penn State had a couple good calls there go go their way to kind of keep them in it I think that's more of what our game would have been 38 24 ish yeah 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 something like that instead it was you know 52 17 looked yeah. a lot worse but it didn't feel as bad as Penn State's started out way worse than we did I yeah. mean they got they were almost going to get blown out of the, it was almost over immediately yeah and they got a great you know a roughing the passer call that kept a long scoring drive alive. Um, but yeah, I guess looking at Nebraska now um, for going forward, don't get to play uh, an opportunistic moment there against Wisconsin at home. We go on the road to a two and Northwestern now, which we thought was going to be a, not a good game, but not maybe as like Northwestern when they're feeling good is different than Northwestern when they're zero and two. Well, maybe. let's be honest. If we would have ranked the, when the schedule came out, if you had to rank easiest to hardest of the first four games, you'd have put Northwestern as the easiest. And now that that game, what game would have been harder? Wisconsin, at, let's say Wisconsin would have played this weekend. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Nick, like Nick, Wisconsin, this Northwestern game is harder to me. Nick, Wisconsin with their fourth string quarterback is a harder game than than Northwestern at Northwestern right now. Yeah, and so we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening here, but it just it's amazing how all this stuff has shook out to where I just I think Nebraska's got a real opportunity here. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying there's a there's based on I mean, if I'd have told you before the season started that Iowa's going to start 0 2, Minnesota's going to start 0 2 and Wisconsin's going to have a big COVID outbreak. You'd have thought, "Oh my god, are the I mean Nebraska's maybe got a shot." And it's like, "Yeah, they got a shot, man. They got to go do it." I would say this if Wisconsin misses a couple of weeks, so if Wisconsin misses next week, that means Purdue misses another week. Yeah, which I think is would be good for us in the sense of Purdue gets one less ch- chance for a, an easy win. Um, Wisconsin obviously keeps their wins totals down, and um, uh, yeah, I think that's it's weird now that we have to factor in Purdue and Northwestern as potential rivals. You know, it, the Big Ten West now is officially like anybody can win it now because. Purdue and Northwestern have the the early lead. The the biggest games right now are I mean Nebraska got to beat Northwestern, Nebraska got to beat Purdue. Yeah. Those are huge games right now. Yeah, and then you got to think between between Wisconsin, Iowa and Minnesota, one of those three is going to make a run that they're going to they're going to be up in that 4-5 win range. And so it's basically it's going to be between I think Purdue, Northwestern and Nebraska, which of the three like you know, teams of those that are going to make the run. Uh, there's going to be one of the, like two no, out no. of those two groups that are going to make the run. And right now we don't know who the hell it is. <sighs> so there we go. 
That was exciting. A, that was an exciting episode. That was a, a good pod. recap. How about that? Because that's what someone's like. I know there's not a game, but can you and Bo give me a little something? I'm like, yeah, we'll almost we'll. more to talk about today than I just. Guys. It's I. I text you. I was like, listen. I know we don't have a game to recap, but like, it doesn't mean we don't have Nebraska things to recap. You ne- know, like Nebraska is relevant. That's what we can say. <sighs> <laughs> there we go. So, all right, one week from today, Nebraska Northwestern will be recapping it, baby. If our guys can uh, hold if steady, if they did hold steady last night, hold on. We give them some Kit Kats and some Twix, make them stay in. Hopefully that happened. Hopefully that happened. All right, we'll uh, we'll holler at you uh, next Sunday for a little recap pod. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.